When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Giants Croncast. We're going to do a stripped-down version of the Croncast for this special MLB Draft edition. So stripped-down, it's just going to have one host. It'll be me today, Brian Murphy. Doug Brizzoni will uh, be back. We're going to have two episodes this week. Roger Munter from There Are Giants, his Substack. He covers the Giants minor league system. That will come out just a few hours right after this one so get draft and prospect coverage and then a little bit later in the week doug and i will talk about the first half and also look forward to the second half of the giants season which ended 49 and 41 after logan webb pitched his first career shutout it was a great 10 strikeout game you should go back and watch the highlights for if you haven't already and if you somehow missed the mlb draft it was like literally on every channel of MLB. If you opened up your MLB at bat app, if you went to MLB.com for some reason, if you if you left your Apple TV on when you were watching the Giants game and it ended, they did a good job for once, MLB did, of broadcasting its event, uh, and I guess untethered from other rights holders to baseball. They were able to kind of flood the airwaves with their stuff, which is great. Are people as interested in the MLB draft as they are in the other drafts? Probably not, but still, good good effort, I'd say, all the way around. Even better effort from the hometown fans. This year it took place uh, in Seattle, which is hosting the All-Star Game, which is just going to come out on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Alex Cobb will be there. Camilo Duval will be there representing the Giants. But uh, it was in Seattle, and the Seattle fans did not disappoint for all the baseball fans out there, especially A's fans or just anybody who hates Rob Manfred, which would be most baseball fans. And they booed him pretty lustily. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty fantastic. If you can find clips on that on social media or just somehow watch a draft recap, he was visibly upset, pretty annoyed. And at one point, especially when the Astros uh, pick came up, the 28th pick, he couldn't get his words out because they were booing so lustily, so loud, so vociferously that he his sound on the microphone in in a stadium sound system could not overwhelm to his to his satisfaction the booze coming in. So it was amazing. I think it's great that every sports commissioner is basically looked at as garbage and uh, whenever the public has a chance to confront them, they do and the draft is no better course. My recollection of the Bud Selig years is that people kind of ebbed and flowed. Sometimes he'd be hated, sometimes he wouldn't. There was also a bit of a remove created uh, between the draft and the public or baseball and the public and the commissioner's office and the public. But in this Rob Manfred era, they've kind of said, hey, I'm your buddy, I'm your pal, and got right up there, um, kind of daring people to do what they did tonight. So good job, Mariners fans and all prospect lovers. Yes, there were players there in attendance in case they were drafted. They could put on the jersey. Uh, the Giants, I don't believe, had any of their players that they wound up drafting that were actually at the game, uh, or excuse me, that were actually at the event, but that's okay. The Giants had three picks, number 16 overall, 
And then in the second round, they had the 52nd pick. And then as a compensation pick, number 69, which is really nice because they got that pick because they let Carlos Rodon walk and he signed with the Yankees. So the Giants got a compensation pick. So three picks on day one. And the industry consensus is that the Giants probably had the biggest theft draft of the first day. They got three players who are in the top 40. And if you look at some place like Fangraphs, uh, you might even say that they got three first round players. Uh, that is an incredible accomplishment in a couple ways. One, baseball prospects, you never know how they're going to pan out, but they got incredibly talented players. Uh, Bryce Eldridge, a right-handed pitcher and a left-handed hitting first baseman. That's right. He's a two-way player. He's also six foot seven tall. He's 18 years old. That's right. A high schooler. They got Martin Walker, a left-handed hitting shortstop who hit the most home runs out of any prep player in the nation this year. Led all high schoolers, 20 home runs in 29 games. He also had a streak of nine games in a row where he hit a home run, uh, but they drafted him with the second pick. Some people thought he would go in the first 15, 20 picks. Um, he, and then they got Joe Whitman, a left-handed pitcher out of Kent state, probably the first or second best left-handed pitcher in the entire draft. And this is a draft that hasn't, that has a lot of good left-handed pitching in it. So those three guys, the Giants got. The other part of this, again, we don't know what the talent is going to be, but three very impressive players, uh, just their resumes, what they have on the surface, Eldreds and, and Walker. We'll talk about just a little bit more in a second. But the other part of this about why it's such a great night is how often in our lives have we heard about the San Francisco Giants being great <laughs> uh, draft a drafting team uh, respected, maybe dare I say lauded, certainly applauded by the, their peers in the industry, giants front offices, their draft pedigree, certainly not one that has made people uh, wake up and go, wow, look at what they were able to do. You know, when you get top heavy guys, you know, Tim Lincecum, Oh, that guy, he's got talent. Buster Posey. Yeah. Obviously amazing. So certain slam dunk situations they've obviously been able to excel at lately. But the idea of that they got three really good players to great players uh, and and two that other teams might have had on their draft boards and the Giants got them before they did um, is pretty is a story unto itself. So I'm pointing that out to you if you're just listening to this on your commute or if you want to just hit the water cooler, having any sense of it. So on the first day, at least, the Giants did something both that they've never done before and <laughs> that I can remember. And two, and thing they put themselves in a great position that a lot of teams would like to be in. That is those teams who aren't picking in the first three picks where you're supposed to get really good players. The Giants are a good team picking in the middle towards the back which is what good teams do, and they were able to still get effectively three steals. Let's talk about those. Bryce Eldridge, again, I already said, first baseman, right-handed pitcher. Something of a uh, story in that he's incredibly tall, so so much so that he, he scares people sometimes. Uh, I wrote on McCovey Chronicles that he's a gentle giant, which is then ironic that the Giants drafted him. He had a quote for MLB Pipeline, he said, I guess I'm kind of a scary looking dude. I'm very tall and I'm 18 years old with a beard, but you can come up to me. 
I'm a nice kid and I'll be very respectful. So <laughs> I I really liked that that kind of uh ah oh, shucks, there's nothing that wrong with me. I'm not intimidating. But uh he his talent is what really stands out. This is not just a gimmick, Sean Jelly, he's freakishly tall. One, he's not as freakishly tall as Sean Jelly. Two, he hits for power. He has a apparently a pretty good fielding sense. He'll work at first base, but he also might be able to play one of the outfield corners as well. Again, a left-handed bat, a right-handed pitcher. He has an easy velocity as a pitcher, up to 95 miles an hour with big sinking life. Uh, his high, He has a high ceiling projection there, too. He also has a high ceiling projection as a hitter. So, <laughs> potentially, you could have a player, a two-way player, in the mold of... Shohei Otani. Now, he's been compared to Shohei Otani as, could this be the next Shohei Otani? Could he be on that path? Uh, Sporting News, I think, labeled him the American Otani. And as I wrote, I kind of find that offensive. Not because of anything other than it robs Shohei Otani of what's special about him. He's unique. People are trying to copy him. But also the idea of the nationality having any part of the equation it just kind of diminishes who otani is i just think anytime you try to say someone could be as good as somebody else you're kind of necessarily diminishing that other person to make someone look better at the end of the day bryce eldridge 18 years old gatorade player of the year for the state of virginia fantastic good person go and read that mlb pipeline article about him and you'll see he's great with like special needs kids and the shy kids in class the teachers would uh, really look to him to not just be a leader, but be a friend of maybe the shy kids or the troubled kids. And he really excelled there. So you look at all that, but it's like he's his own person. So the idea that you'd have to diminish Otani for him, a prospect to, you don't need to boost him up any more than he already is. The Giants are drafting him for his raw talent. And obviously the person they see in him, if you listen to Roger's interview that we have in our next episode, you'll talk about how he's identified based on his contact with Giants prospects, this idea that the Giants really are looking for for good people, good human beings uh, that are either great communicators or simply they have a really positive outlook on life and are very people-positive, community-oriented, community-minded. And that could be basically as simple as being someone's friend, being kind, outwardly, you know, just outwardly friendly. It doesn't have to be anything more than that sometimes. Ideally, teams want their players focusing on baseball, of course. All that said, Bryce Eldridge, great number one pick. First round pick, I should say, for a team that's picking in the middle. Let's talk about their second pick, shortstop Walker Martin. Again, a left-handed hitting shortstop from Colorado. He was the Gatorade player of the year in the state of Colorado. So the Giants got two of the Gatorade baseball players. Uh, in their press release, they also mentioned that he's a football standout and uh, he volunteers locally for a community cleanup day through his church and instructs youth baseball players at a barn his family built. <laughs> the, his head coach said, I competed against well over a dozen draftees and I can say with confidence that there were very few players that I was as impressed with as I was with Walker Martin. He was both smooth and defensively had a quick release and had good range from a hitting standpoint he was aggressive hit the ball hard and looked very comfortable in any count as you can imagine we threw a heavy mix of change-ups curveballs and cutters to him 
excuse me, this is an opposing coach. And he stayed back while adjusting well to the different speeds and trajectories. In my seven plus years coaching here in Colorado, I haven't seen another player as talented as him. And then perfect game scouting report says that his bat really jumped out. Powerful left-handed swing with high level bat speed tools to stay in the middle of the field. Harold Reynolds kept saying, Hey, you reminded me of Chipper Jones, which is a really weird thing to say to a kid. Uh, for a couple of reasons, Chipper Jones being uh, the amazing baseball player with the big history and career that he has, but also uh, a reference point for an 18-year-old. Actually, Martin is 19. He turned 19 in, in February, so he's actually a little bit older than a lot of these high school kids. But he, <laughs> he not a reference point. He uh, was asked what players he compared himself to after Harold Reynolds dropped the Chipper Jones comp. And he pointed out that I saw my swing as like Bryce Harper uh, and as my overall profile, more like a Corey Seager, you know, especially since I'm a left-handed shortstop. And Harold Reynolds quickly realized that he was basically okay boomerang uh, this kid and uh, was like, oh, that's okay. Fair enough. Now, who knows if he's going to come in even anywhere if he's going to come anywhere close to a Corey Seager type or Bryce Harper swing, but you got to like the kid's confidence. He also said he's really excited to go play for the Giants because he and Bryce Eldridge actually became friends during the uh, combine. They had like a scouting combine for all the prospects. And so they're looking forward to playing together for the Giants. Now, does that mean that the Giants basically took good two good people found two good people and are drafting them together. Did they know about the friendship? I don't know. I'm kind of interested in that part of it. <laughs> the other part of this is uh, both he and Eldridge are committed to colleges. Um, Martin is committed to university of Arkansas and uh, Bryce Eldridge is with the Crim- crimson tide. What is that? Alabama. So both of them are committed uh, Bryce Eldridge, I should note, committed when in 2020. So, you know, when he was like a freshman in high school, which is weird just to think about like that early a, of a commitment. He's also been freakishly tall Eldridge since very young age. And you can go on the MLB Pipeline article and find pictures of him when he's like 14, 15. He's just towering over everybody. Um, but back to Martin, uh, again, a great pick that was kind of projected to be in the first round. A guy a lot of teams would want, especially the defense is there. Like he he is a good defender and the power, who knows, it's high school. Uh, but he hit 633, 722 with the 1632 slugging percentage. And that came to a 2354 OPS. Again, 29 games, 20 home runs, 75 RBI. Who knows? But it's just a fun pick all the same. Good for the Giants there. And then they ended their night with... Joe Whitman, a left-handed pitcher out of Kent State. And I'm going to read from the Fangraphs article where they did a mock draft. A lot of places had him going higher to different teams. Uh, Fangraphs writes, Breaking ball command is incredibly important to the Braves, which is where they saw him going. And Whitman arguably has the best slider feel in the whole draft. Plus they, the Braves, tend to like guys who might just be scratching the surface. And Whitman has very few college innings compared to many other juniors. I don't quite know. I didn't get into the research and see what the story was there uh, for Whitman. He transferred from Purdue to Kent State. And at Purdue in two seasons, in 2021 and 2022, he appeared in 14 games and pitched a total of 5.2 innings. 
He uh, he had five strikeouts, six walks. Uh, he gave up three home runs. So basically he had eight earned runs and 5.2 innings. Not a good time there. He, he did the transfer. And then in at Kent State this season, nine and two with a 2.56 ERA and 15 starts. That's 81 innings pitched. And he allowed just two home runs, gave up 63 hits. So that's a whip of 1.14. And then here's the biggie. He walked 29, struck out 100. So (laughs) power potential there about him, MLB pipeline. uh, They basically, so they gave Eldridge, they tagged him with like a 55 projection. If you know the 2080 scale, 55, so above average, Um, you know, they gave uh, Whitman a 50. And they said about him that his fastball operates at 91 to 94, but it hits 96 with writing action. And it plays up a bit better, even better because he locates it well. His best offering is a low 80s slider that he commands even better than his fastball. And it features horizontal and vertical action. And then he has a low 80s changeup, which features some fade and sink, but lags behind his other two pitches. Well, I'm not comparing him to Carson Wisenant, who is the Giants representative at the Futures game and is one of their top prospects. But he has a 95 mile an hour fastball and he throws a circle change, which Roger Munter compares to more like a screwball. So I'm just saying that the Giants have the potential to polish a changeup and solidify a fastball, perhaps. And uh, a lefty who throws 95 with the slider, that guy's going to play for a long time, most likely, if he can figure it out. With Whitman, we don't know, but I'm excited to see that he went from Purdue to Kent State and he actually got a lot better as a starter. It looked like he was a re- he was just pitching in relief in Purdue. So I'm excited to see what happens with him. He's six foot four. I have to also point out he was born on September 17th, 2001. Six days after 9-11, but also just, just it's crazy how many of these kids are uh, born after 2000 now. This is what happens as you get older. Just everything feels super weird uh, as the world passes you by. <laughs> but I say all that, Walker Martin, born in 2004, and Bryce Eldridge, born in October 2004. So I don't know where you were in your life, what you were doing then, but you probably remember it pretty well. And that's when Bryce Eldridge was just being born. Most of the Giants draft picks uh, were born, (laughs) have existed in our recent memory for the old heads who are listening to this one. So that's the first day of the draft. Draft goes on for two more days. I'll probably do a recap at the top of our next episode on... Thursday with me and Doug. But if you just hang on for a couple more hours, or if you're listening to this in the morning, the next episode is going to be uh, Roger, Doug, and I talking about the Giants farm system. So you can get all that it, all that positive news in and the nice burst. Giants end the first half on a high note in at the major league level, at the player development level, and now at the draft level. Very exciting times. Going to be a very exciting second half for the season. So thanks for listening. Be sure to give us five stars right there on the Spotify app or on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to read McCoveyChronicles.com where I write. I wrote all this draft stuff up there if you want to get more details and all the links 
that I mentioned. Follow Doug Brizzoni on Substack, giantsdoug.substack.com. Don't forget we're on Twitter at Giants Crimecast, and we're part of Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN. So until the next podcast, which is dropping in just a couple of hours with me and Roger and Doug, go Giants! <laughs>